right, welcome back to the Panther Den podcast. I'm J-Dub. I'm joined today with our producer, Jacob. Hey, guys. And Dave and Doug are here with us today. Afternoon. Uh, hey. Uh, so, our la- so, today we're doing uh, Historical Figures Part 2. We had a vote on our last one uh, that was John Paul Jones, and we had a poll and Wyatt Earp one. And uh, so we're going to be talking about probably one of the most famous lawmen in the Wild West. And uh, so I guess we're going to get right into it. Yep. So uh, Wyatt Earp's full name is Wyatt Barry Stapp Earp. And he was born in on March 18th, 1848, sorry, in Mammoth, Illinois. Uh he has a bunch of brothers and sisters. Bunch of siblings, about nine. Yep. So nine, only eight of them survived past childhood, though. Um, I think so. His so his dad had, because his dad was had his his first wife, and they had one son, right? Newton. Uh, mm-hmm. Newton. Yeah, I think. Newton. Yeah, and uh, so, and then I think she she died fairly quickly after he was born and then about a year later uh, i think what's his dad's name nicholas yeah nicholas erp nicholas erp and then he married uh white erp's mom uh so got a bunch and the thing is like he's white erp has been in countless movies tv shows like i mean i was watching um i forget what it was it's an older western show in this from the 60s and it's not even about wider, but he showed up in it. The, the character played him, and uh, he was there with uh, Bat Masterson, who we might mention here. But uh, the movies kind of um, romanticize him a little bit. Yeah, they really portray him as like... I feel like they portray him more as a law-abiding lawman. Like a hero. Yeah. Like... He was definitely not, but I mean, I mean, but I mean, just he definitely had a interesting life. Yeah. So we'll get into his his uh law career, his law career, if you could call it that, in a little bit. But first, we'll go into. So he was from Mammoth, Illinois. If I can find. So. Uh, so he was born in 1848. So that was a good while. So he would have been what, 13 when the Civil War started? 13, yeah. 14? He was 13. 13. So they moved around. Like, an appara- a lot of the stuff I watched, apparently, like, his Illinois, where he was, is a little bit out west compared, like, at the time for America, at least. And he, their family moved around, like, all the time. I think, uh, was it before the Civil War that they were going to move to California? Yeah, it was 1850 that they decided to move to California and because it was San Bernardino, California, because it was apparently they had a lot of good farmland mm-hmm. over there. And I mean, it was. I mean, there was a lot of. This was before the. I'm pretty sure before the gold rush up mm-hmm. to Oregon, too. Yeah. And, uh, but unfortunately. Wyatt's sister Martha got sick, so 
his dad decided to stop where they were at and buy a 160 acre farm probably for pretty, pretty cheap too front well definitely for now standards it was in pella iowa and uh it, unfortunately martha died a few years after mm. from something not i don't think it was due to the sickness but something yeah. else that killed you back then yeah one of the thousands of well things. probably she was probably sick or had gotten sick going and then they're traveling that doesn't help i mean mm. people died all the time traveling especially out way out a there a lot of unknown reasons yep i mean i've played the oregon trail i know <laughs> yeah a lot of dysentery so uh i mean other than the fact that probably had a pretty hard life for today's standards just working on the farm or anything and nothing really happens other than that of course until the civil war and uh his oldest brother his half brother newton and then james earp and virgil earp all joined the union army and fought during the civil war and uh well wyatt uh his, so his wyatt's dad caught him a I think I saw somewhere it was like three or four times they it was caught quite him. Quite a few. They caught him. He was trying to leave to go join. He was thirteen. He was a judge or something there, wasn't he? What uh, he? Nicholas. Yeah. The old Nicholas. Man. He was like everything. He, he was, was a, a judge. He was a constable. He was a and trainer. He, he was kind of head of the draft at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I think he worked at a uh, um, recruiting center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a lot he of a, stuff. He had his hands on that. Yeah. So I mean. Because if he was a recruiter, he probably probably would be a little harder for Wyatt to go somewhere else, anyways. Because he probably would know they about it. They had a it. farm there. I saw at one. That time. I saw one where Wyatt actually went to the recruiting station where his dad was at. Smart. And I don't think he knew he was there, but mm. still, he, yeah. His early dad drove him back. Early in life, he made his mind up. He didn't want to spend his life hoeing corn. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. So Nicholas was doing a lot of stuff, and when the Civil War started. Basically, uh, I think it was Wyatt, Morgan, and Warren, his other brother, uh, uh, then three were basically in charge of the farm. Yeah, an 80-acre farm, and the oldest was 13. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty, and I don't think, I bet it was pretty tough, but he probably, I mean, around this time, because back then, I don't even think, like, a 13-year-old, even his older brothers, they probably didn't look at it as, like, I need to go fight for a cause. They're wanting a venture. Like they want to go They're Like a 13 year old thinks that going to war is well, they back from, yeah, they, they want to, he wants to go do it like his brothers. And, uh, luckily he didn't go. And he didn't like hoeing corn. Yeah. And he didn't like hoeing <laughs> corn. Yeah. Uh, he liked so, hoeing other stuff, but we'll get into that later. So, uh, later, <laughs> later, uh, so James Earp, his oldest full brother, he got hurt in a in Frederickstown, Missouri, and he returned home in the summer of 1863. Uh, so, and according to this, Newton and Virgil they fought in several battles in Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee. And they probably all three of them probably fought in the same company because they all yeah because they back around, then back they then had they, they did it in the count they yeah, did it in they counties. Had everybody that like everybody you knew around you would be in the same company yeah that went on into almost a world war ii mm -hmm. you know they'd throw up a militia but then they were a township and you then know. 
everybody in that township got wiped out, yep. and they're like, maybe we well, should that's stop like, doing. This. That's like because uh, that's like in Band of Brothers World War Two show. If you haven't seen it, it's freaking good. But like a lot of those guys in a lot of the guys, I don't know if it was the company, but it was like more like smaller groups were all from Eugene, Oregon, I think. So they kind of did that back. Yeah, that did. I think I saw something about it was in World War Two, and I'm pretty sure there was a city that had no like males left mm-hmm. other than like two old 80 year olds. Sure that wasn't during the Civil War. It might. I mean, I'm sure it happened multiple times in the Civil War. There is a few of them because that was the reason they stopped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because you think like, so, I mean, depending on, I mean, there was some counties that obviously had a lot of people, but I know back home, uh, back home where I'm from, uh, there's, I had some family in North Carolina down South and they, uh, they were in a county and I think the county at that time had maybe 400 people, the whole county. And I'm pretty sure like the, the company that he was in was like 110 people. So I'm assuming all 110, maybe other than the officers were probably from that county. Mm -hmm. And this, that regiment was in Pickett's charge. So (laughs) you can see how that went for communities or counties to get thrown together a militia and go together, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah, them all sign up, up together. Yeah. 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 Especially it went up through world war one. Cause mm-hmm. England did a lot of that. England yeah. And all those United kingdoms. Countries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in the terms of wider, there's not really much to say about the civil war, but his brothers went, probably went through some, not so good stuff. Well, yeah. And uh, I got a little bit more, but in, after after the Civil War, his two brothers that were still in moved with the family to San, Bern- San Bernardino, California, where they originally wanted to uh, buy some land and... Uh, Wyatt helped Virgil a lot with stagecoach jobs. And it was like 18, it, yeah, 1866 to 1868. He transported a lot of uh, cargo. And it was all the way from like Las Vegas to Sa- Salt Lake City. Every said he well, they traveled. worked for the railroad. Yeah. The Civil War was over in like 66. They started building the Transcontinental Railroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was tons of work there from that time from either coast, from the and west then, coast, east and then coast. cattle was just that. I mean, that they're saying the Civil War. I was watching a video about it, and they said that the like, Civil War was one of the main reasons that the Wild West happened the way it did was because all these people were just finished a war, and now there's just a ton of wild cattle in Mexico and coming up, and they're like, well, they're putting this railroad through. We can just go down there and drive them up to Wichita or uh, Fort or anywhere Fort Worth anywhere and just drive them up. Well, Sedalia was your first railhead for yeah. cattle mm-hmm. from '66 up to about '67, and they got to Ellsworth, Kansas, mm-hmm. and then Abilene and there was there Wichita, was little railheads Wichita. all across yeah. Kansas, and 
And it's always but, funny to me that Sedalia is one of your least talked about, but yeah. it's one of the first ones. One of the that, first ones. Yes. Was it further to the east? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I think yeah. we Sedalia, didn't. Missouri. Oh yeah, Sedalia. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, the re- and the reason because when it comes to Kansas, the reason it started going more west was because there was uh, Longhorns had um, some kind of bug tick, tick fever. Tick fever. Yeah. So the more populated side of kansas was like well we need to stop bringing them here directly here you need to bring them so they went they started going, pushing out west to bring them well yeah they had a quarantine zone yeah kind because of thing. a lot of your farmers and stuff they're domesticated Missouri. cattle around here that was easing across this part of the country they had no immunity to yeah they were scared of these texas cattle and yeah. you take missouri that was that was the frontier that was the end of the. There's a reason the arch is in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, the gateway. It Sedalia was out there in the west. Yeah. You took all your wagon trains to Oregon Trail from like the Gold Rush and to it, California. Started and Sedalia's in the, in the, on the high prairie. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's grass That's where it country. Starts. It's grass country up there. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, if you this is going to Hollywood, but if you watch the movie Red River, I mean that was shortly after the Civil War when they that movie was portrayed mm-hmm. and Sedalia was your railhead at that time. Well, that's what happened in the beginning of, uh, outlaw Josie Wales. That's where he's in Missouri oh, at that yeah, time. And yeah. it's crazy. But, uh, as soon as see the Pacific side, they come through the mountains mm-hmm. and it was slower going. You come from Sedalia, say West. Yeah. It's pretty open country. Mm-hmm. It's open land and they could build a railroad easier. It was yeah. easier and there was lots of little cow towns all across mm. Kansas. Ellsworth was Ellsworth. Ellsworth was one of your biggest at the time. I forget how many million of cattle went through Ellsworth there in about three years. Hmm. And see, this is gonna this all this we're talking about is kind of because, like, yeah, you got a bunch of cowboys there, so you got to have somebody. You got to obviously there's gonna be somebody getting taxes, and you obviously have to have some kind of law, and that's where a lot of people like White Earps like shined that's where they come in because i mean they're the cow the cowboys aren't going to be coming up and be law-abiding citizens if no one like it, showing up in a town so somebody's got to be there waiting for them well but, yeah they'd get drunk for a month straight yeah but speaking of missouri i guess you were done yeah because uh, yeah. i think because in in 68 and the, you had you had lots of missouri was still pretty rough because mm-hmm. they had lots of animosity over the over the Civil War, there was still guerrilla bands, and people hadn't yeah. hadn't got over it. They didn't get over it for a well, long time. I honestly, like and in my opinion, I think the so I think Missouri was fighting basically its own yeah. war. It was completely it was. different than I mean, the it Civil started war. back in the fifties. Yeah, some of your first cattle drives come right up into around Joplin and Baxter Springs, Missouri, by yeah. the Miller brothers that wound up big owners of the 101 ranch mm-hmm. they used to go way down in south texas and bring them right up the oklahoma missouri arkansas border right up through there that was that i've uh, read the book on that book is that thick mm. and it's it's a great read but they really goes into a lot of detail about the trips they made down there and brought them back up into baxter springs which is just across that was the, the shawnee i'm not sure but i think the shawnee trail they called the Shawnee Trail that come up well, into, and, and, and into Sedalia. They he, the Miller Is boys it, done just like uh, Goodnight did. He made deals with the yeah, Indians and yeah, grazed yeah. Indian 
nation land and stuff. And once the Civil War was over, they had these forts and they needed meat, and these guys took them cattle. They even done uh, Miller boys even done hogs and stuff Hmm. on that ranch. Yeah, I'll bring you that book. It's a good read, and it's any. Very Any of them detailed. farms you talk about like that, they had everything. They were self-sufficient. Yeah. They had big hog farms. Yeah, the Miller uh, the Miller Ranch was, it was like its own country. Mm-hmm. They had their mm-hmm. own stores. They had, it was like working for the company store. You read about you Clem, Clem Rogers, Will Rogers' dad. He was, he had, well, right there where uh, Grand Lake is there in Oklahoma. It took mm-hmm. most of his place, mm-hmm. but he had a big ranch there. And of course he was part of the Cherokee Congress and he had land holdings there and they raised bunches of hogs and cattle. And, you know, it was just people got to eat and all kinds of stuff. Them cow towns, they, there was lots of money in them. That's where, you know, you talk about your gold rush country, your, the money was made in the saloons and the whores and well, the, <laughs> gambling the and gold, everything else. The, That's where the money was made. The gold rush stuff was kind of more of hope, wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the cattle towns and the cattle was like where that, like that was where, that's what you did to make money. And then you're like, well, maybe I can try my luck with gold. And then they're like, oh, it didn't work out. So, <laughs> but uh, speaking of Missouri, so in the spring of 60, 68, the Earps moved to Lamar, Missouri. And I think again, uh, his dad became a con- the constable there. And, uh, cause they did some, and this was after they had done a lot of the, what we said earlier with the, uh, transporting like, um, cargo and stuff. And, uh, so, and then he, okay. So then Nicholas was, so he's constable, uh, on November 17th, 1869. Oh no, he retired, resigned as constable and became the justice of the peace. And his son Wyatt was then appointed constable in his place. So they were kind of running Lamar. Well, yeah, they were running every town that yeah. they went in. I've been I've been to Lamar, Missouri too. There's not really anything about the Earps there, but that's also the birthplace of uh, Harry, Truman. Harry Truman. I've been to his house. It's pretty cool. And uh, Jack Pershing. Mm-hmm. I think so. Wasn't he born there or right close to it? One town there in Missouri. I believe so. General Pershing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It was there. It's, he's from Missouri. Yeah. Right in that area. I think that's the first time I've heard of him. I don't know. Jack Pershing? <laughs> yeah. Black Jack Pershing? Uh, Black Jack, remind He was... Uh, Rings a bell. He but... was the commander-in-chief of the expeditionary force in World War One. Mm. Went to France. He fought in the Indian Wars. He fought the Apaches. I'd have to look into him. I don't know him. You ever hear the... the you go on and get on to the Earps and the Clantons and all them. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, back in them days, shortly after the Civil War, Missouri was known as the mother of outlaws. Yeah. I mean... Texas was a father because they all ran to Texas. The, uh, uh, like, what is... So, Arizona, Texas... Even the Dakotas, they all and Oklahoma, they get all the credit for the Wild West. But a lot of people don't know that the first quick draw gunfight was in Springfield, Missouri. So and that's where Wild Bill was. I think it was like right after the Civil War, and, like a few days. And there again, I, I've studied some of this too. 
was it really quick draw or just stand there and it shoot? It was kind of just, yeah. I it think wasn't it was really the quick draw stuff. Yeah. Everybody likes to He yeah. was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. He was very, he'd, he'd been in enough to figure out that, and Wyatt Earp had too, that it's not always the fastest, yeah. but it's the most deliberate. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause they were, they were like Can 70 you stand yards. There and be cool and shoot. Yeah. They were 70 yards apart, I think. Wild Bill and, and it was Springfield. quite a ways. There's a there's a mop, there's a medallion there in the square. Yeah, Have you I've ever been, seen that? Yeah, I've been there. Yep, they're on the been southeast corner. Yep, uh, it would be a good shot at today's standard, yeah. really. Especially with a you know, I mean, a cap ball, yeah, navy revolver. So, and I think he hit him in the head too, if I think correctly. But I don't know. We, I don't think I Wild Bill that. might Wild Bill might be needs to be another episode. I think we'll put him. Well, he'll probably be on the poll after this one for our next one. But, uh, so when did, when did why, so, cause Wyatt Earp went and was a, uh, for a little bit was a Buffalo hunter. Cause that was basically after the civil war, that was basically the only adventure any young men could get for the most part is going and hunting, going with a group to kill well, it, all the Buffalo. It was after, after he lost his wife. And oh yeah. Got on his, you know, oh, so, outlaw so, spree. Okay. So we'll get into that then. It's cause so anyways, so in Lamar, so he's, he's the constable. Uh, I believe there's a, uh, did he get in a gunfight while he was in Lamar? No, no it no, was, it was, he lost his wife there. She died. Yeah. He married, was it Ur, Erla, Erla, Erzilla. And yeah. I, I had it wrote down. I can't remember now. She died in childbirth, like in the she movie. She had typhoid fever. Well, they said it was typhoid, but she died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that uh, and, there was a, the woman that was... And oh, so what, did the kid, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They both died. Well, uh, the woman that was running the uh, Harry Truman um, house, like she was, she's a not park ranger or whatever, she was run, like gave us the tour. We asked her if they had anything with wide herb, and she said, no, but I have some stuff at the in the building. It was just like a couple things. And according to the town, she they think she actually had something because he burnt down the house. Like, well, most of the stuff I found, it said he just sold it. But according to her, she said he actually burnt it down. Yeah, what I saw was he sold it. But yeah, I mean, there's lots of stories. I mean, you can get on there and find a lot of different things. It's hard to because doesn't he does he burn it down in the one with Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, and she was pregnant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She lost it. He lost it all right there. So and was she, so she was actually because Nick Nicholas actually married them. So this wasn't like a common law wife no. deal because that happens a lot throughout. Wyatt yeah, Earth. he had a <laughs> common law wife, and he was studying the law. He was going to become a lawyer at that yeah. time. Yeah. Why so, it was. Mm-hmm. so this honestly, because this a lot of people don't talk about this, but honestly, like the way his life goes after this. Because it kind of seems like it's kind of just like a footnote in a lot of stuff, but this is—I think this might be where he kind of his mind his mind was kind of altered. His life was altered when she died. Well, yeah, I'd imagine you just you just lost your wife and an unborn son, your or, unborn son, your first unborn son. I guess it was a that. son. I don't know, but uh, he was probably hoping for a son either way. But mm-hmm. I mean. Well, let's face then it. He just, had a he had a streak in him anyway to want to run home and join yeah, the war. He, he, he had, had a, an adventurous streak yeah, and yeah. and a potential honorary streak in it. All it needed was something to bring it out. And yeah, I, I feel like that probably just sent this him brought his edge. silly side if out. If you look at history, and I always 
this is just me. I always compare it to like the Vietnam vets and stuff like that. The Civil War, boys had gone to war early in life, say 16, 17 years old, and they'd lived this life, camp life, in the time of blood and killing and stuff like that. And it's hard to turn from that. You've got vets living in in uh, homeless places and shelters and stuff like that that mm-hmm. can't adjust to people. They can't adjust to civilized life. Yeah, especially Demo the boys West. in Vietnam, they lived in the boonies for months at a time and mm-hmm. sit around and laid on the ground. And the Civil War was the same way. And these old boys craved excitement. And that's where a lot of cowboys went to after the war. They couldn't. The Industrial Revolution had started, but there wasn't no place to go. And yep. a lot of them went being cowboys, outlaws. They and they couldn't readjust to a civil, exactly, civil, exactly kind of life because they had, had lost been, their farms, their families had gone. Yeah, like a lot of guys in Missouri, they went back to nothing. The carpetbaggers bought their property, their family's property, for nothing because they lost the taxes on it. Yeah, well, because because out east in like the big big battles. A lot of people out there, like a lot of that happened, losing their homes and stuff. But a lot of them didn't move, but it, like move their families didn't move great distances. But in Missouri, a lot of families moved up to St. Louis. Well, they had they had martial law and pretty what, much. I mean, because there was Clay bushwhackers County, on both County, sides, Cass County, all those counties. They were under martial law at one mm-hmm. time. They run everybody out of that part of the country. Well, because then because like the because there was Missouri regiments on the Union, there was Missouri regiments on the Confederacy, there was the Confederates in Arkansas coming up. I mean, Missouri, Kansas, Kansas yes, regiments. Southern Missouri was just a mess. It was a mess. Like so not only is there just crazy stuff going on with the actual units that are like in the army, but then you have bushwhackers on both sides just doing whatever. I, I guarantee you, you couldn't walk an hour back then, but what there wasn't, or you couldn't walk an hour in any direction in this part of the country we're in right now mm-hmm. that didn't have some kind of something going on mm-hmm. or had gone on at one time, had seen some kind of a, just, yeah, there was a lot of turmoil. Yep. between families, you know, it was mm-hmm. brothers and fights and I mean battles just, you'll never hear just, about ever. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the cities that we're close to here, Springfield. It, yeah, Springfield was fought over a lot. Yeah. I mean, finally, Rolla, all that up in there, uh, Centralia, Missouri. Well, that doesn't mean it was just in one concentrated little old eighty-acre battlefield. That this stuff spread everywhere. Yeah, ambushing so and got, running. We got and... people right up the holler that was murdered and killed and hung yep, I, and families wiped out. Yep. So hey, I found a frame of a pin fire pistol one day getting up cows back when I was a kid. I've still got it. Oh yeah. Down there in the middle of pasture that's at least three hundred yards from any dwelling. Hmm. And uh I kicked it up out of the dirt and I've still got it today. And you ever cleaned it up at all or? Uh, the best i can without it completely disintegrating yeah you know but i've got it to where it's identifiable as an old pin fire revolver there's no telling what kind of stories it could tell oh yeah so we've got uh we only got a few minutes left in this segment so we'll kind of just we'll kind of finish out in lamar so basically like 
and this is after see in the movie in with Kevin Costner, which I think is called Wide Earp. Uh, I think he burns down his house and leaves, but actually he's still here because in November, and this is after his wife died, he's because here it says he sold his house or, or sold the land at least. And then he ran against, I think, Newton. I think him and Newton were running for both co- to be constable, and he and White Earp won. So he's running against his half brother, I believe. And I then his remember. and then his father was all, was trying to be reelected as justice of the peace, and he I think lost, lost in a f- close four way race. So I think so. I wonder how that kind of went down with his him and his brother. I wonder if that was kind of put some strain well, on stuff. You never really heard much out of Newton after that. Yeah, because so. but and again, it was only a half brother, and then so 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 now. Nicholas, which White Earp's dad, lost, and his full son lost. So they probably were like kind of pissed off at the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just what I can kind of guess. So and there's not much else. I think they just end up leaving again from. And he got in trouble in Arkansas. He got in with some. I can't remember now. I didn't write their names down, but he got in trouble. That horse dealing yeah, incident. Yeah, he stole some horses. He got in with some guys and they we'll, stole some horses. We'll get into that and right after the break. We'll be back. And we're back. So we're going to hop right back into wider. Uh, so where we left off, he was he had just beat his half-brother, Newton, for, uh, for Constable of Lamar, Missouri, and his father had lost his... Um, re-election for Justice of the Peace. Well, around that time, it kind of started getting... Well, according to this, it says that after his wife's death, they kind of just... Legal problems started coming in by the bushel did, load. Did the family go to California after that or before that? I think they it was... I think they before. had... Didn't they? So they, they had a place. Yeah, they... They probably had a place in California, and then they came back to Lamar, and then yeah, after this, they I went back. I don't think all... Not all of them went to Lamar. Yeah. It was, some of yeah, them stayed just... back in California, but they they were in California first, and then... They moved to Lamar. I think they were. I think they kind of because I think what it is is they're saying they were living in California, and I think what it actually was was they were they were doing business deal because like at, around that time that's when they're all hauling stuff, they're taking stuff places. So I think they went out there just trying to get some money, but they still were technically living I, Missouri, I th- Illinois. I Iowa. think a lot of times because I think Dave will agree with me on this they would go out to see if they could get something established out there before they completely unloaded what they had here. Our Ken folks done the same thing when they moved back here from Oklahoma. He come back here and locked this place down here Mm -hmm. and still had ties and property back there and family, but he got it up here and got a job, got to work and got something secured and locked down here then he went back and brought what was left mm-hmm. up here, sold out down there, and then come back up here. Yeah, that's kind of the way because yeah. he he left he buried a wife and a an infant child down there and sold out to uh, what's now Stroud. the Stroud. Him and the old man Stroud. Yeah. He uh, come up here. Subject, but 
him and the old man Stroud had a freighting business. Together. Oh, okay. They worked a freighting business. The old man Stroud, that's who the town was named after. Yeah. And freighting business was a good business back in them days. It right. was well, like a trucking business right, nowadays. Right. Exactly. I mean, and that's exactly. what... And, that's what the herps kind of yeah. go into, like like That's what even they try and like even before first. they do a brothel or a or something like that. That's the first thing they try whenever they move somewhere is a freight or or like a mail line or something. You you get you get people coming in and out and get some money flowing. Brothel's going to work then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you got to you got to gambling. Get to, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so while this is while Erp is a constable, so, uh, I don't know if we said this before we started podcast or during, but basically like the lawmen were also kind of like tax collectors Yeah. and there was, so, so Wyatt's job was to, he was in charge of collecting license fees for Lamar. Well, and apparently he got in trouble and they were to, they were designated to go to the local school, I believe. And that's from... PBS says that I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, but he failed to turn in the money over to the county, so he got he got uh, filed a lawsuit against him for two hundred dollars, <laughs> and that's around four thousand five hundred in today's money. Uh, so and that was kind of like the first thing, law wise. But um, we mentioned before we ended the first break with the horses. I lo- I saw a little bit about it, but I'm not too sure what happened there. He- Joined up with some guys, and was I can't it, remember their name. Was it Edward Kennedy and John Schoen? Yeah, yeah, something like Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy, corrupt. Oh yep. gosh, <laughs> they got in. Call the C. Call the CIA. <laughs> this was before the CIA's time, yeah. allegedly. Well, they had to. The Pinkertons would probably have to do it then. But he did fall in with some bad company mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, so and they got in some trouble in Arkansas. So oh, so so they stole it. This is what I'm seeing here is they said they they stole two horses from Indian country. Oh, and they said it says a value, quote, quote, of $100. But they probably stole more. I mean, I haven't got down to that far. Uh, I mean, so he got, so I mean, and it's just a, it's a crazy just, I don't even know if we need to go into this because with the horse deal, like this, so why it's paying this much of it this guy goes to court then yeah, this guy goes and then somebody else sells their horse to pay some of it and then someone gets pissed that Wyatt didn't pay enough of it and it's just a crazy just yeah it, it was a big deal. ordeal that kind of just i feel like they just kind of left it at one point they were like this isn't really worth it yeah but i think but he something left, he hightailed it out of arkansas oh, yeah. never returned yeah oh, well yeah, i think something was... well actually something else happens i think it's another horse deal and he <laughs> Wyatt actually gets arrested and i don't i guess he was i don't think he was the constant what i read he, he got arrested in arkansas and he was in prison he was in he was a jail, jail and he got he Fort escaped Smith. and left Fine. yeah which uh, is lucky that Parker didn't hang his ass for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, because... Well, that was really... Yeah, that was maybe before Parker got there yet. Cause, well, that may be true. Because yeah. Parker come in there and the, later on. This is Up pretty early. Yeah, yeah, close to it. Yeah, yeah this is... Late 70s. When this the is still Indian in the nations. Early 70s. Really took over. Yeah. So this is... So the, the Kevin Costner movie would say he just burnt down his house and left, but he actually left because he was getting chased grant, basically grant put 
Parker in office oh. in Fort Smith over the Western District, and Grant didn't become president until 1870. Okay, so Parker, okay. all through probably all through the 70s when Parker reigned there in Fort Smith in the Western District of the Indian Nation and stuff. Then, uh, so then there's some stuff with Honegart starts getting into his pimping. Oh yeah, they was all about money. Man, they, the I mean, he, he he liked the power and the money, and he he wanted to make a fortune. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He well, and to then make the, the thing... and why is it that the, you know he he did not want to be a farmer? Golly, farmers had a bad rap back then as they do today. <laughs> yeah, to feed as many people as farmers do, and but everybody had it against sodbusters and farmers and this yep. and that, and. I guess it's just because it's the, it's what everyone needs. So it's what most people did, especially back then. And I guess it's just, it's kind of like being a factory worker, I guess. But you never really hear or see a positive. Hollywood's done that a lot too. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and like you say though, farmers always got a bad rap, but at the time, you know, if you want to get into something different, these old ranchers, you can see their point of view and you can see the they, par- farmer's yeah, point yeah. of view. The farmers did. They went out there and opened that country up and they yeah. grazed their cattle. They got rid of the buffalo and they tamed it basically for these farmers to move in. You could see both sides of the story. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a. Well, and the, and also, there is just some parts of the country that is not meant to be farmed. Exactly. Especially exactly. back then. Yeah. This is back exactly. before irrigation systems and, and stuff like that. that. Dry, also, a lot of. I mean, we said uh, during the break, a lot of people just moved around a ton back then. Farmers, and that's all they knew farmer, how to do. Yeah, farmers, yeah. you stay in one place for long periods of time. People back then, if they you were like, yeah, if you can make it. Maybe, I remember, they, maybe they were run out for one reason or another. We'll, we'll go somewhere else and farm somewhere else. Look at the Look at the people that went to Oregon and stuff like that. A lot of them was going to go out there and, and farm mm-hmm. because that's what they knew how to do was farm. They didn't know how to travel across the country. The cowboys and uh, drovers and stuff like that, they knew how to move across the country. Yeah. That was their job. They knew how to move across the country. Those those uh, folks like that, every day was a new adventure. You couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't cut them for their gut, so... No, I mean, uh-uh. they, they were, you know, they, they were tough Yeah. no matter what. But The way I've heard it explained is basically like, like they're moving a lot of the people like, and especially with the herps, they're moving around trying not to be farmers, but they're also moving West cause they were, they had, especially after the war, a lot of people had their specific way that they wanted it. So they weren't moving West to get a new life per se, they were moving West to continue with the life they already knew because the industrial, like we said earlier, the industrial revolution was changing everything. The war ended. So they're trying to go West and establish what they remember back East. The civil war probably advanced the industrial revolutions a revolution a hundred years ahead of us. Well, time. that's what wars do. They yeah, just, they, they always, just, yeah, they always do that. Yeah. Uh, so, but they always tried. They were looking for that pot of gold, guys. Yeah, yeah. they were in search of that pot of gold. Yeah. yeah. So, I think after Lamar, well, actually, uh, so he, so there's a Peroria, Peroria, P E O R I A, 
some city. Um, he got because that's where he got arrested his first time for pimping Peoria. Peoria, and the city in the 1870s it was apparently pretty big, and uh, him and Morgan Earp got arrested for gambling, prostitution, and other other stuff. And along with four women, I think one of them was Morgan Earp's common law wife. Because that's the thing, like. They, they act like they were just, like, a lot of the girls they were with were the ones actually running the whorehouses, and then they were kind of just the getting muscle. most of the money and the muscle and stuff. Because, like, that's a one... Protection pimps. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah pimps. one historian was saying, like, at some point, uh, when Wyatt was, like, they were saying, like, yeah, Wyatt was a pimp, but he thinks he was actually more of just, like, a bouncer in most of these places. Well, you got to keep order in it because you got to understand yeah. what was going on. Well, I mean, in. what's a pimp other than a, <laughs> yeah. other than a bouncer? I make, can't, making sure the money's coming in. I can't remember. I heard uh, an interview. This was an old interview about Wyatt Earp. And they said there was no man that could beat him in a full-out brawl. Yeah, he was there a, was. He was a brawler. He learned, he yeah, he learned fight, how to box. he could fight. He learned and how to box whenever he was. They didn't speak as much of his gunplay as much as he whip a guy. Yeah, he'd whip a guy. He learned how to box whenever he was. Uh, and you might trap like <laughs> doing all that transporting. It was in like what? Yeah, sixty eight. And that's when a lot, like a lot of that happens too in the with the because uh, he officiated um, what was boxing. That? Yeah, what was with, that? in the Buffalo. Yeah, he did the rings. camps and stuff like the, the railroad camps. camps. The railroad camps were rough. Guys. Oh yeah, he and was, that's where he's learned. Like this is where a Irish. lot of his learning for his life yeah. came from. Those old railroad and he was camps a, he rough. was a very disciplined. He was another. His his gun exploits were not so quick. Mm-mm. He but he was very disciplined and very deliberate, mm-hmm. and. He was not scared. No, he, he was didn't not scare scared. easy. He had a, he, he was, had he the had nerve. Ice water in his veins. Yeah, you might he had say. the nerve. He, he knew level headed. Yeah, for, and yeah, that's a uh, lot of stuff that Bill Hickok and a lot of them old timers will tell you. That's what comes out ahead every time. A cool head, keeping a cool head and very deliberate. Mm-hmm. I mean, those ones that are so fast and just mm-hmm. sling from the hip and stuff like that. That was not. That was not the. That's winning. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that's Hollywood. Yeah. So, uh, look at, uh, look at the Dave Tut and wild bill up there on the square mm-hmm. Tut, you know, he probably fired a few jumped times. up and shot, twi- shot real, real quick. And mm-hmm. he deliberately took his time and aimed yep. and killed him. You look Dang at the old God. time dueling, you know, duels. Yeah. Aaron Burr and Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was common back, you know, mm-hmm. I'd say common, but it was, that was what it was. Well, you take paces and you turn around and shot. Yeah, it's not like you're trying. You're they they weren't. I mean, yeah, they're trying to beat the other guy, but they're not necessarily trying to. Like it was a gentleman's game. Like whereas in the old west, like this, the gunfights weren't weren't as gentle like gentlemanly as like the movies would have you think. Like the thing is, like yeah, there's gunfights like the OK Corral we're gonna get to, like where they're facing each other. But a lot of gunfights, like a lot of these people are shooting people in the back. Mm-hmm. And then the gunfights are, and they're just—I sh- mean, they're fanning and fanning their guns. Amount of chivalry look, in it. And yeah. look at and look at the only one that come out unscathed. Wyatt. Yep. Bingo. Even yeah, even like everyone was either dead or shot yeah. at some in the OK Corral. But uh, so just kind of skimming over this stuff in Peoria, 
uh, he, I mean, it was, they a got, lot, it was a lot more fines and it was lo- a lot. He more. got arrested again for the same crime he did earlier. Uh, and I think this is where he met Sally. I think she was arrested with him. Yeah, it was one of it was one of the. It was his common law yeah, wife, it was his common and I law think wife. she's the one that's she, in Tombstone the movie. Yeah, they. She said that her name was uh, Sarah Earp mm. to the people yeah. that arrested him. Yeah, so they assumed that it was his wife, wife, but no, it was just his common law wife. Mm-hmm. So after that, I think he had a little bit too much trouble going on in that place. So that's when he first. That's when he moves to Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, that. Uh, his brother James was already down there. Yeah, and that's and, a that's a common theme with the Earps. Some one of the Earps will go somewhere and be like, "Hey, tell send a telegram or a letter and be like, they hey, covered each other's ass.' This yeah. is this this is a pretty good idea because because like that's the thing. Like in the Tombstone movie, they make it seem like it's Wyatt's idea to go to Tombstone, but it's actually Virgil's idea. Yeah. And I think Wyatt did hear something about Tombstone, but then he I think he probably asked. Virgil and Virgil was like, "Yeah, let's go." By that time, the railroad had moved west further. Wichita yep. was a cow town. Ellsworth. I don't know if Wyatt ever worked in Ellsworth or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he, well, you know, he, he he spent some time with Bill Tillman and some of them other famous law. Was guys. that later on though? Because uh, Tillman really don't. He was one of Parker's boys. Well, Tillman he moved was, to he moved to Wichita and Heck and Thomas and all them guys. But now they had some experience before that, or they yeah, wouldn't they, have been picked to work had, the territory. They, yeah, they had worked some together, but I think Tillman finished up in Oklahoma territory, mm-hmm. oh yeah, in the Indian nations and stuff. I was uh, early, he was killed during the oil bust. Oil, oil boom, yeah. you, you know, you mentioned earlier about White Earp being very cool, calm, and collected, and that's what won. And I'm reading a lot of the like because i've i've got some like snippets from like places why it were like newspapers where why it was and so many times have i just seen uh mr erp acted cool and calm all and most of the time it wasn't like he was shooting somebody they said one of his main things he did he would pull his gun out and hit him on hit him with the butt of his gun yeah and that's how he would that's how he would be enforcing and that's why, like, he had he that's had kind of like a bitch slap back then. Yeah, basically, <laughs> really just. Well, that's like, uh, like, like well, Curly's good at the up close. I yeah, mean, I mean, he he wasn't afraid to get right up to you. Well, yeah. if he got right up to you, you you're fixing to get whipped. You don't need well, to get right up to somebody unless you're ready to do something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like Curly Bill Brocious. Uh, he um, Wyatt basically saved his life mm-hmm. when he uh, like we'll get to this later too, but. I mean, he not only saved him from getting lynched, but he also testified saying that he, it was an accident, and well, Curly Bill was still pissed because he pistol whipped him. <laughs> yeah. Like he he hated him because of that, even though he saved his life and helped him get out of court scot free. So, see, whip that's is, that's where Hollywood steps in. Like they, they turn this stuff around. Yeah, you yep. know, it, you know, them are yep. good movies, and they they take. There's elements what? of truth in them. You yeah. just gotta you gotta filter through. You gotta it. sift it out. Yeah, because yeah. there's because like talking about Tombstone, uh, like that's one of the best movies I've ever like one of the best movies I think. But the thing is, like certain things are very just completely wrong. But then some of the stuff is like what the eyewitness accounts say happened. Yeah. So it's and, and so the same way with the Costner movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of historical details to it yeah. as well. I mean, me, they that's, have it. that's the better. I like it. 
I'm I'm it's, like Tombstone. Get me not wrong. As, not as glorified. Yeah. Yeah. But it's probably yeah. a little closer to historically fact. Oh, and, yeah. and it shows what a little thug he was back when he was young. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and both of them, bottom line, both of them, they liked the power and the money. He stayed a thug. Most oh, yeah. He most did. always lied. He did. Yeah. He I mean, did. he was always, always on that. Yeah. Fine line. On that well, nice if he, if he, when he got a job to be the sheriff that paid a hundred dollars a month, he knew if he got his foot in that door that I can make this much more doing this. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to get paid so much for every rest. And plus I'm going to get, uh, some of this action here in the, in the saloons and the gambling joints and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a protection protection gig well yeah it's just like the mafia the cowboys and him they they were they were two fractions fighting against each yeah, other protection yeah. stuff so um wichita there's there's a bunch of stuff that i like so i was watching i watched a few documentaries and wichita's kind of in wichita's a big place at this time and a bunch of stuff went down but i think what ultimately got him to leave was something to do with uh it was Bill Smith. Yeah, Bill Smith accused him of something, right? Oh, uh, well he was hiring his uh White Earp was hiring his brothers yeah. into stuff. And he he and, accused him as ju- of just abusing his power and only hiring his brothers and I mean after that Wyatt went up to him and just kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, he, and yeah. Was fine thirty dollars for okay, it. Okay, so. where did Bat Masterson and his brother come into it? Did they come in at Wichita? I think they're at Dodge City. They're, I think were they I Dodge? They were Dodge. They may have been. Yeah, because that's where he meets basically everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny thing to me, Matt. Because I think Matt Dillon's was... never met, mentioned me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> perfect to see. Yeah. yeah, where's uh where's the rifleman supposed to be? <laughs> He's in Northport. Okay. It always tickles me how Festus could drive from Hayes to Dodge City yeah. in an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so I guess we'll just go straight to, okay, so Wyatt's brother James and his wife moved to Dodge City, and they opened a brothel. Another one. Another brothel. So, and Wyatt soon followed them. So, now we're in Dodge City. pretty hard. So, the way I was watching, like, I I feel like he was pretty, Dodge City was kind of just like a hub, at least for the Wyatts, and I think for a lot of people. But the thing was, is like, this was, again, this, because like Wichita and like those other places toward, to the east a little bit, they were getting a little bit big. They were still big cattle towns, but I think Dodge City was a pretty good cattle town that was still relatively wild. And I oh, think yeah. that's what they liked about well, it. It was the closest place to Texas at that time. Yeah. You could go straight north out mm-hmm. of Fort Worth and well, down south Texas. A big reason they, another reason they moved from Wichita to Dodge was because. Uh, like we said earlier, that tick fever or whatever with the cattle, yeah, the, they, quarantine, the quarantine zone, zone was moving, and it like it uh, took out Wichita for some reason. And you were getting away from the farming communities too. You was yeah. more out in the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't as many domestic cattle and stuff like that yeah. at that time. So and Dodge City became the newest mm-hmm. big cattle. So base. So they moved down there. So basically, the way I understand it is, White Earps there and probably a bunch of other lawmen, but these people are coming like the Cowboys are coming in during the season and they're, uh, and they're 
drinking. There's probably some law breaking and some brothel in. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. There's whoring. probably some whoring. Yeah, whoring. <laughs> uh, the thing is, like, like deer, once that's gone, like once they the all the cowboys leave, there's pro- Dodge City was probably pretty empty. So that's when uh, Morgan and Wyatt that during like kind of like I guess you could say the off season of Dodge City, they went up to Deadwood in the Dakota Territory. Which is there's a show called there's a show called Deadwood. I haven't watched the whole thing, but Wyatt Earp and Morgan are in that in one of the seasons. Did they go to Deadwood? I they did. I, yeah. yeah. I, well, because what listened and read some of the same stuff, and they kind of migrated where the action was. You know, if the action mm-hmm. was up here for now, they they jump up. And yeah. Go to it, so to when the opportunities? Okay, so they would have been in. They would have went to Deadwood in. 79 so this is after wild bill had been shot so they probably heard about this well they struck gold up there yeah in the black hills uh, the i mean that's custer when custer got wiped out that was the main reason he was there was because of the gold strike mm-hmm. yeah so morgan and wyatt went up there i think they were because they were up there trying to get uh they were trying to get um stakes in mines up there mm-hmm. but i think all of them were pretty much gone and uh so why? So Morgan, I think, left earlier, and I, I think Wyatt stayed for a few months to gamble, basically. Because, uh, and you also got to think a lot. They were also gambling. You think because they were they were whoring out, they were doing all this stuff, but they were also gambling. But the only thing is, what's funny is, gambling was probably their most uh, respectable profession because back then, a profession there was such thing as a professional gambler that mm-hmm. wasn't looked down upon, like. If you were a professional gambler, you're like, oh, okay, you're a gambler. So they were, so they would, wherever they were going, of course, they'd be gambling, but it wasn't like that was their, that wasn't the bad thing they were in. So he was probably gambling in and Deadwood would, for a like, little bit. Like you say, they would put up protection and they would take a cut of the gambling proceedings and whatever. They, they, they knew the game. Yep. So then back down to Dodge City, uh, so I'm not sure who all was there. I'm, I mean, James, Morgan, and Wyatt were there, and I think that's where, of course, they met uh, brothers Bat and Bill Masterson. I mean, Bat, I know it's Bat Masterson, and then his brother. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up. But Bat, Bat is the one that's basically the more famous Probably. one. Yeah, because he's in a bunch of shows, too. Like At that his- time, Bat... Bat and Wyatt had kind of separated from mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Bat kind of went his own way, him and his brother. And that's where his brother got killed. And I cannot think of his name. Man, I can't either. Uh, Well, so there's, there's a, again, just like the other places Wyatt had been in the Earps, for that matter, a lot of stuff happened in Dodge City, I think, because he spent a lot of time in Dodge City well, yeah, compared to the others. The, there were a couple big things that happened. The big... Uh, one of them was in... James. James Asterson. Yeah. Oh, so another Jim. James. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and you see, there's another character, Bat Masterson. See, they he's in shows all the time too. He he was pretty famous. He was he was at Adobe Walls, the second Adobe Walls. He was where he's the reason that they didn't get chased after they left Arizona Territory after Tombstone. Yeah. Because he because they wanted to they wanted to get uh we'll get to who they were trying to get in just a second. But they were trying to get one of Wyatt's friends, and Bat Masterson did not like him apparently. But he uh, stopped the legal stuff 
and basically saved them from getting hunted, hunted down. And that's what ended it. But them boys, the Masterson boys, they hunted Buffalo with bat and they'd hunted afterwards or with him. But, uh, bat was at the second fight at Adobe walls. Mm -hmm. That's where Billy Dixon made the famous shot. Mm. The second battle of. Yeah. So Adobe walls. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, well, one of the big things that happened, this is where uh, he meets Doc. This, the most badass dentist yeah, in the world. <laughs> but uh, in 1877, Dave, I really think, I don't know if this is his, is it Rutabaga? Rutabaga. Rutabaga. I was, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rutabaga. He, Robbed the Santa Fe Railroad construction camp, and Wyatt was a good idea. The one assigned to go hunt him down, and he tracked him down to Fort Griffin, Texas. Was he working for the railroad at that time? You know, he worked for the railroad. I don't think he was working at the railroad for that that time as a lawman or kind of I like think a railroad that, dick at that yeah. time. But uh, he tracked him down to Fort Griffin and he met one of his old friends. I can't remember his name in the saloon. Talked to him. The Irishman. Yeah. yeah the, that was there when he had the deal over the fight. Mm -hmm. But uh, he told him to go talk to a guy named Doc Holliday uh, because he had played cards with Rudaba. The Rudabaw. Rudabaw. Duh. Sorry. A uh, couple days before, whenever he was there, uh, he told him that he would he he was headed back up to Kansas. So that's where Wyatt went. And uh, there's newspaper readings that or newspaper headlines that said Wyatt was back in town around uh, May of 78. And that's when, and then when he came back, was it the same deal? Was those people coming in to possibly uh, fight Earp because of this? Yeah, that Cause was because when he came back, uh, like because some accounts say it was like twenty to thirty, and some accounts say it was four to five or six people that they came in like looking for Wyatt. Well, then Doc put well, a gun to one of them. Well, they came in just shooting up the place. Yeah, they were just kind of being. They, it was Ed Morrison mm -hmm. and a couple dozen of his men. Came in and started shooting up the place. He obviously went it went out to go fight him, and Doc was sitting in the back playing cards, and he just comes up from behind Ed uh, Morrison and puts his gun up to his head and makes everybody else drop their guns. And then Wyatt, of course, throughout his life said that he'd saved, saved his, his life. life, and they were friends over forever, or. They were friends from the lifelong friends, lifelong friends. So we're gonna have to take another ad break, and we're gonna get into some more exciting stuff about the Earp brothers oh, no, and Doc. Wasn't that Ed Masterson instead of James? And we're back again. So onward with Wyatt Earp. Uh, so kind of going to the ends of Dodge City days. A lot of stuff happened there, but uh, I think one of his, I think technically his first shooting. Uh, is uh George Hoyt or George Hoy? I think it might be Hoy. Um, he was a drunk, um, drunken cowboy. He was shooting his guns around early in the morning, and uh, there was apparently a actor, a, no, a comedian 
in the nearby stage floor who was in the middle of his act and he had to he had to get on the ground and stop his act because bullets were flying in. No one, was, no one was hot, shot. You should have just made a joke about it. So Assistant Marshal White Earp and Policeman Bat Masterson responded and, along with a bunch of citizens and opened fire with their pistols at the fleeing horsemen. Uh, so technically, I think, because I watched a video about this, and apparently like they don't know for sure if Wyatt actually killed him because he was on a horseback running. And Wyatt later in his life said that he remembers seeing his um, outline with the moon and shooting. And right when he shot, he fell off his horse. And or But then some people said that actually he got away and the bullet, he got gangrene and died later. So Wyatt says he shot him, did a fatal shot, and then some people say... It might have been Wyatt shot, but he died a few days later. So, I think that's what he's referencing in the movie Tombstone when he mm. tells Morgan, "I've had to kill one guy, and you don't want that." So, I think that's another thing they kind of probably uh, romanticized a I little killed bit. One guy, yeah, gangrene got him. <laughs> yeah. So after that, uh, uh, in seventy nine, I think. Yeah, uh, seventy nine. He Virgil was a town. Virgil Earp was a town constable in some place in Arizona, I think. And I'm th- pretty sure he got the job for town marshal in Tombstone while he was in that other town. Like he had gotten asked to do it, and then he was also and he was telling the Earp, he was telling his brothers about like, hey, there's some opportunity in Tombstone. Yeah, it was a lot of... He told them about the silver mine and all that. Mm-hmm. And about... Probably about you, brothel. It must have been in Prescott. Yeah, yep, that's what it was. Yep. Um. So I think they... The Earps, a lot of the Earps met in Prescott. And I think Doc was also in Prescott. Yeah, he was in Prescott because uh, everybody else except Doc, whenever they went down to Tombstone... Doc stayed. Doc stayed because he wanted to gamble Cause, more. Cause, so this is the thing like in the movie that uh, was kind of different too, because I think er, the first Earps that came to Tombstone was Virgil, Wyatt, and James, and then Warren and Morgan came later, and then Doc eventually came. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't, and so again, like Tombstone, very good movie, but they kind of, but James was there. He, I think James was actually ended up becoming a, uh, a, a uh, bartender there. Yeah. So he was ja- and the thing with James, uh, he is all he's pretty hurt from the Civil War. Like he's like I'm pretty. He probably had like a limp or something. Like I bet he had been shot somewhere. So he wasn't like a athletic like lawman type like his brothers. But that's the thing. Like they don't have Warren or James in. I don't think James is in the one with Kevin Costner <laughs> either. He might be. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen the movies in quite a while. But Tombstone, all they have is Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan, and then Doc, of course. Um. So, anyways, they moved. They moved there, and I think they originally. So originally, they wanted to because uh, they had two, I believe, um, wagons that Wyatt wanted to turn into uh, stagecoaches. And have a yeah. stage line, he brought but there a lot was of already, but there was already stuff. two in town, so that kind of threw that out the door. And then I think they tried to get some stakes in some of the mines and stuff. And 
another thing they try to they do in Tombstone the movie, they say that Wyatt was done being a lawman. But the thing is, they because in the movie, I think they make him a lawman in 81. 1881 like mm-hmm. right before the shootout but i th- but he was actually a lawman like in like 1880 because basically they had tried all this stuff and they saw like probably the best option was just to be lawman again well and and that's another thing about the movie it shows him turning down the opportunities to become lawman mm-hmm. but that's that's what would draw them yeah. to the place and it wasn't anything once they got yeah. there they could they could and it wasn't like they were wanting it's not like they wanted Wyatt. They wanted Virgil. Yeah, like Virgil was more experienced than Wyatt was. And also, bef- so before Wyatt was uh, a town marshal or something, or a deputy marshal, he was working with a stage line. It might have been Wells Fargo. And he was a shotgun rider. Well, no, then, that was Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. Yeah, oh, Wyatt was. I thought you said Virgil. So Virgil, well, I might have. But Virgil was a town marshal, and Wyatt was the shotgun rider. Well, then when Wyatt became a deputy morgan became the shot the shotgun writer for that yeah same he, he just kind of gave it to him whenever <clears throat> yeah. he arrived so and another thing okay so i think this might be a good time to mention start talking about the the cowboys as they're called in uh in the uh tombstone so like i because i think a lot of people like if you talk about Wyatt Earp, i think a lot of people are gonna know what they've seen in tombstone because a lot of people haven't even seen the wider movie with Kevin Costner. So the thing is with the, they, they, they romanticize the good and the bad type feeling with the Cowboys and the Earps in that movie a lot. But the thing is these, these cowboy like, like the, like the Clayton's and the McClurys, they weren't, they were associates of the quote unquote Cowboys, but they weren't necessarily in it. And these, I mean, they, they were farmers. A lot of these were farmers and like, uh, like, yeah, they were doing illegal stuff. Like they were stealing cattle in Mexico and bringing them up, and they, but and they were stealing cattle here and taking, them, taking them down. Yeah. But they weren't necessarily like, they didn't wear red sashes. Cause that would be kind of stupid to be like, Hey, look, uh, this means I'm breaking the law, that kind of stuff. And like, so the, so the thing is like, uh, like, they're not really, they're not a super, like it's a, uh, what do you call it? Organized crime, but it's not the way they, that it is in the movie. Cause I think most of the stuff goes down with the McClurys and the Clayton's first Clayton's. Clayton's yeah. Uh, so that it goes down first with them because, uh, so apparently they had the three men, uh, robbed a stagecoach that had, uh, silver on it. In Tombstone, I don't know what year that happened. You might have it, Jacob. The first encounter. Uh, <clears throat> no, I didn't. Excuse me. The first encounter with the McClarys and the Clantons with Wyatt was in eighteen eighty. Eighteen eighty, yeah. They stole some mules. Oh yeah, yeah they that's stole, what it was. Yeah, they stole, they stole the army some mules. mules, some army mules, and, and he was yeah, I got deputized. Why it was to go after him, mm-hmm. and that was where it all really got started. And that's why. And that's a now yeah, I completely forgot changed, about that. They, they caught them, and they caught the mules, and the brands had been changed. They went from U.S. to D.S., which stands D8. for D.S. I, I, I saw D8. Did you really? Well, there you go. But, but anyway, either, either they way, had altered yeah. the brand on the mules. Yeah, and they found the brand that they used to alter it, too, so they had all the they evidence, had the evidence and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
And also, what I saw was they made a deal with the Captain Hurst that they assigned, would return him. Yeah, that, that assigned Wyatt and them to go find him. They made a deal with him that they'd return him in so many days. And whenever they came up to him, whenever they promised, like whenever that day came that uh, they were supposed to return him, they went up to him and just started laughing at him and uh, threatening him more and all this and threatened the herps and mm-hmm. all them. And then they, that's when they, uh, that's when the feud kind of started with that yeah. because I mean, I don't think they did it to their face either. I think they just yeah. threatened her. They did it to Hurst, and Hurst told them. Yeah. Well, see, like, the, and the the thing is, like, this is much more of a political fight than you think, because, like, because another character, uh, another thing that happens is Johnny Behan, uh, Sheriff Behan, because he came around the same time as the Earps. Actually, he came after the Earps. I think that's. I think he comes no, I think after he the Earps. Before, wasn't it? Because he was he was part of the well. Clinton. Well, because he was he was, involved. he was in, well he was a Demo- he was a him. he was a Democrat and the herbs were more like Republican. Well, the thing is, another thing that happened that was separate to the, like the Cowboys was uh, Erp was Wyatt was going to run for sheriff because you got ten percent you got ten percent of like taxes, and, so it was a good amount of money. Like I think it was it like was, forty thousand a year. Yeah, it was forty thousand a year, which yeah. was like. It's like a million, hundred. No, I think it's like ha- almost a little above half a million dollars. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty significant amount. Yeah. So, but anyway, so and Behan was running as well. Well, Behan told him he's like, well, look, if you if you back out and let me win, I'll make you a deputy and we'll split it. And next election, you'll I'll let you win and you can deputize me. So Wyatt's like, okay, and agreed. Well, then when the time came, Behan won, and he got his de- Democrat share, uh, deputy. And w- so that kind of started some other stuff with that. And but just, he was a county sheriff. County sheriff, yeah. That wasn't the town. But it included what, the, it included Tombstone. Well, and, uh, Did it include it? Are you sure he included, wasn't a city marshal? No, city? it included Tombstone. It included Tombstone, and also Wyatt thought, that eventually they were going to make another. They were they were thinking about making a separate county, Police. and they were going to make Tombstone the county seat. So that's what he was kind of banking of on. Cochise County. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so that's another thing that happened. And I'm sure that Behan probably had some. And here's a talks little tidbit and, for you mm-hmm. on Tombstone. Tom Horn and Al Sieber prospected mm-hmm. in Tombstone. At the time they prospected Tombstone, it wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. Because they called it Tombstone because of the Apache Indians. Yep. And they told them, they told them all you're going to find there is your Tombstone. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it got its name. And that's mm-hmm. how it got its name. Oh, but, I thought it was because there were so many people that died every day. Nah. No. It was because no. of the Apaches. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. And Horn sense and Sieber had gone in there and, and, mine, and started mining. They got mm-hmm. fired from the military. Yep. And went out there and kind of got the town sparked. That's, yeah, they it found started. Silver. Started out with like a hundred people. I read it was a boom town. It started out with like a hundred people in uh, just tents, and it and then they yeah, then they found silver, and then it just everything went up. Well, then, uh, so now we'll get to the the stagecoach robbery thing because this is where because this is, I think, 
So it was three random cowboys. I can't remember their names. Uh, it wasn't any like Clayton um, McClurys or anybody, but they tried. They attempted to rob a stagecoach that had a bunch of silver on it. They killed the driver and a pass or one of the people with them, but the shotgun rider was able to get it back to town. Well, and this is kind of what started. Like this is what basically because this is right before the OK Corral. Like I don't know if there's anything before this you wanted to go over. Well, so anyways, um, so what? So Morgan, Wyatt, and probably Virgil, they were, and some other, they got a posse together to go hunt these guys down. Well, uh, Wyatt actually asked Ike Clinton, they asked him, like, if he knew where they were. Like, he was, because I was, uh, it was in some documentary on YouTube, and he had asked them, like, do you know where they're at? Well, no one really knows whether or not, because the three that robbed it ended up getting killed somewhere. They don't think it was anybody in Tombstone. They think they just got killed or something. But uh, Ike had, t- uh, they don't know if Ike told him or not, but they think he did because he was very, like apparently he was a lot more nervous after this because he was thinking like if the herbs go and tell somebody, then the ca- other cowboys might come and kill me. So, that's so he was so while so then the next few nights when he's there getting drunk with his brothers and his buddies and stuff, he's getting pissed off. Think he's just looking over his back and thinking somebody's gonna talk. So that's when he starts kind of threatening, I'm gonna kill any Earp. Like he got pissed at White Earp and told him, like, I'm gonna kill you. But was what was funny was that night he was playing cards with Virgil Earp. And well then so then uh I think he had set up, he had threatened the Earps again some more. And around that time, that's when Virgil, I think he pistol whipped them and arrested them and took them. And I think they find them like 20 bucks. It was something. It was, they find them 20, 25 bucks or something. Well, when the other guys are coming to pick them up, uh, they started, another one started mouthing off to Wyatt when he was, because he was at the office. Cause I think Virgil actually lived above his office. Like he, his office was above the sheriff's department mm-hmm. or something. And they were all there. Well, then another guy was mouthing off to him when Ike was, they were getting Ike and that's when Wyatt pistol whipped another guy. And this is just their, and the round and also around, <laughs> around this time too, this is when tombstone is also, you can't carry guns in town. So, so then they go off to the vacant lot behind the OK Corral and a bunch more talk, a bunch of talkings going on. Well, um, so, and then of course we all know uh, Wyatt, Virgil, Morgan, and Doc uh, decide to go confront them because they think they might have guns on them. And see, this is where it gets very, because at the time there's two, um, what are the uh, newspapers in Tombstone? There's the Tombstone Nugget and the Epitat. Mm-hmm. The yep. Tombstone Epitat. Well, the Epitat is owned by the uh, the town, ta- the U- uh, U.S. Marshal that's buddies with the y- the Earps. So it's more a Republican leaning one, and the Nugget is more so a like Behan is kind of behind that a little bit, and it's more a Democrat leaning. So they're kind of always like at odds with each other and they tell different stories. So when you look up like the actual eyewitness and the stories of what happened, they're going to say different stuff like the nugget saying that the lawmen gunned down on darn men. And then the other ones, the other one says that it was lawmen doing their duty. Well, so when they came, so they came to the, they came to the 
because it wasn't actually the OK Corral. It was a vacant lot behind it. And they showed up. And the thing is, like, in the... So the tombstone in the movie, and this could, and all this could be fake, too, but the tombstone in the movie, like, looks pretty, like, Hollywood. But the thing is, a lot of stuff that they say in the gunfight is actually, like, eyewitness said they said it. Like, when Doc says, you're Daisy if you do, apparently somebody there said that Doc said that. That's hilarious. Also, uh, when actually when uh, another thing, uh, when Virgil, because some people think they were going there, they were going to kill him either way. Like, some of them said they didn't even have guns. I think two or th- three of them had guns, and the other two or three didn't have any guns on them because uh, Ike was one that didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, then when Virgil, some people, because they say that when Virgil said, stop, that's not what I want when they went for their guns, they think he was actually talking to Doc because when they got there, Doc had a shotgun and he cocked it when they got there before anything happened. So they think Virgil was saying, stop, that's not what I want well, to another, Doc. Another one of the quotes I heard was, was, you some bitches wanted to fight. Now you got one. Mm-hmm. That was I think supposed, it was, was it Wyatt supposed, supposed to be one of the mm-hmm. sure enough quotes. Yeah. Well then <clears> the also click, the clicking of the shotgun is what kind of started it brought on the stop. That's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause then I don't, cause then some people said like right after Virgil said that he shot, uh, doc shot. One of the guys is dead with a shotgun shot him twice or something. well, then others say that they started to draw, and that's when Doc shot. And then after that, it's 30 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but 30 seconds is quite a... I mean, it's half a minute of shooting, and it's just shooting, 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 so they don't know who killed who or anything. Um, also, uh, another thing that... Because the thing is, like they were saying like they went there to kill him, but the main problem the Earths had was with Ike. And the thing is that kind of really helped the Earps case was Ike didn't have a gun and he actually did come up to Wyatt and said, stop, I don't have a gun. And then Wyatt told him, you get to fighting or get away. And through the only difference is he didn't go into that thing and start shooting at him. He actually just ran off. Every old Western movie and, and Tombstone, whatever, all of them, Ike really was a chicken shit. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah he well, because then. Except for, except for uh, my darling Clementine. <laughs> That I've, I've only that, got to see bits and pieces and of that, that was at the time. Walter Brennan that played Ike Clanton, <laughs> and he was he's my, he's one of my heroes anyway. <laughs> oh my but God. every like you you say every movie made him look like there was like he was a kind of an idiot, and they were the, the bad guys, mouthy idiot, and they were both they were both bad. It was just a game. yeah, it was a game fight. It was yeah, it was just basically who it was a game fight. I mean, it's kind of like getting into each other's territory and revenue. It's kind of like well, and the thing is, the Earps are more Republican, and the the the, they're more Democrat. They had the badges. Yeah, they had the badges. And you can read you can read them uh, newspaper articles. Mm -hmm. Read them. Yep. And they tell more of a story. They're both two sided. Yep. You know exactly. Wyatt Fred Wyatt was. On the herb side, I mean, they was they was kind of working more for mm-hmm. him than they was. That's a, that's another thing we forgot to mention was the Fred White suit shooting. Yeah. We'll kind of sorry sorry about that, but we'll kind of go back a little bit. Like I mentioned it earlier, because this is Curly Bill Brocious. That uh, so in the movie, he's high on um what opi- opioid, opium. but mm-hmm. most people think yeah opium, but opioid. most people th- <laughs> most people think it was actually he was just drunk, and they. They don't know because apparently, and this is 
this is why it said this in court saying that it was pro cause they think the, uh, a gunsmith looked at Brocious's gun and they said that it could fire on half cock because something like malfunctioned. And so while he was handing it he over a file down, yeah, probably did. But mm. while he was handing it over to Fred white, also Fred white's not like 80 years old. He was like 30 something in real life. Yeah. And when he hands him the gun, it goes off. And Wyatt, when he comes and grabs him, he pistol whips him and grabs him. And he said, like a lot of people saw it. He said, what have I done? And it's like Alex Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On half cop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, so anyways, uh, so Wyatt no, that, saved that him. just went off. Oh. Yeah. A single action revolver just went off. That. But, mm -hmm. uh. But yeah, so Wyatt saved Curly. Also, I don't think Curly Bill wasn't necessary. He wasn't the leader like they put in Tombstone. He was just another. He was just another cowboy guy that was probably a high, probably like a more influential cowboy. Well, he's, with he's noted in the yeah in the history. It's, mm -hmm. it's like he was basically the leader, but it wasn't like he was. They weren't all just following his orders to the T. What I've watched and, and read, he was pretty, he was mm -hmm. a Beckerwood now. He yeah. was ruthless. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so they went to court, uh, and it all accidental, it was an accidental, Wyatt even testified that he thinks it was an accident, it was an accident, and it all got thrown out, but like I said, I think if either last segment or the segment before, Curly Bilden kind of was still pretty pissed, he got pistol whipped. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of... A deal. Well, so now back past the OK Corral, the shooting happened. Uh, the Earps and Doc are arrested. I think they're in they're in jail for like a month yeah, during the trial and for, stuff. They were in there for quite a while. Uh, well, they go to trial. Um, the and the thing is, this is this is spreading across the country. Like this is like a big deal, and people are hearing about it. And basically, the star witness on the defense was White Earp and the star witness for the um the other side was Ike and they all so and they um I think and the th other thing too the cowboys thought it was kind of rigged too because the judge was it was kind of a an Earp supporter too like he was more of a Republican on he the was law a side. Bagger. Yeah. So they um I mean a bunch of stuff like so at the end of the day they said that they were acting lawmen and tr and they did their duty so that was that and um so and that's that's where it all ends just kidding <laughs> uh so and another so i don't know when so the shoot when does the okay corrals happen it happens october 26 1881 1881 so then uh let's see it all happened pretty fast within a year's time yeah mm -hmm. we'll see because uh well so then um let's see here all right so then in december Another thing that's kind of they condense a lot of stuff. These movies, have, I mean, I can kind of understand it. They have to they have to condense all this stuff down because, like, when the cowboys get their revenge on the Earps, it happens the same night in Tombstone. But in actuality, it happens a pretty good distance apart, and it's not. Also, they don't the cowboys don't attack their wives. They don't they don't do that, uh, or they didn't do that. Uh, but so Virgil, it was December 28th. So how long was that? That was a good, a little over 
about two months after yeah, the shooting. That was two months and two uh, days. He was walking between saloons on Allen Street in Tombstone and was ambushed by, uh, according to what the people found, they think there was three or four men with shotguns that were nearby and they popped up and shot him and he was struck once in his left arm and then once in the shoulder and then he got back and they took him and then of course and he loses the use of his left arm and he gets i mean he gets maimed pretty bad but um but he survived somehow for four people with shotguns three or four people with shotguns so then uh so that's kind of that's like the first thing. And then in mid January, no, let's see. Oh no. So March 18th. So this is the next year in March 18th. So another two months away, uh, that's when Morgan is shot. They're playing uh pool in a pool hall. And when he bends down, he bent down to uh, strike a ball, strike a, um, strike it. And then was shot in the back and they don't know who it was. The Earps claim the Earps think it was either they think it was Curly Bill, or, and that's when Johnny Ringo kind of comes in. They're thinking Johnny because the thing is like Johnny Ringo wasn't at odds with Doc Holliday like they show in the movie, and John Johnny Ringo wasn't necessarily a special like gunslinger. He was just another cowboy, and they kind of romanticized him in the movie. But so they're so they're the why the Earps thought it could have been any of these people. Um, but so now Earp's brothers, uh, Morgan is dead. That's kind of what kind of sets it off. That's the fire under Earp, uh, White Earp's, but Vendetta Ride. Yeah. So we might have to, yeah, if we're going to get into Vendetta Ride, we might need to take an ad break and start that next. So we'll take, we'll be right back. Hi everyone. Are you tired of relying on our unstable food chain? If so, you're in luck. If you live in the greater southwest Missouri area, our new sponsor, Wilson Farms, can provide you with homegrown beef. Wilson Farms can provide you knowledge and confidence that your beef is ethically raised and harvested. For more info, call 417-838-2451 or you can call 417-838-5237. And let them know we sent you. And we're back again. So we're just going to hop right into the Vendetta ride. So after Morgan's killed, um, some more politicking kind of happens. But uh, Wyatt starts a posse. So uh, Wyatt Earp, Warren Earp, Doc Holliday, Sherman McMaster, and then Jack Turkey Creek Johnson, Charles Hairlip Charlie Smith, Dan Tipton, and Texas Jack Vermillion, Vermillion, uh, is a part of the posse, and he was paying him five dollars a day. How did he get to be a marshal there? Who who appointed him marshal at that point, where he could do this legal? See, I'm not sure exactly. I think he was still a marshal because of Virgil, and he had been one since 1880 or something. So I think he was kind of just. But was he a U.S. marshal? See, that's what I don't know. So that's probably where it gets kind of weird because that's where, because Behan is with the, like he deputizes a bunch of cowboys. So there's basically two groups of lawmen hunting each other. Exactly. So, um, 
So anyway, so they took, uh, so I think James is with them. I'm pretty sure James, Virgil, the, all the women and then take Morgan and with the other ones, they take, they go with Morgan's body and they take them to the, uh, Benson. They take them to ben, the railhead and Benson. Uh, yeah. And James accompanied them. Uh, so they're, uh, the posse's waiting and, a, they don't know if they were actually there to kill him, but probably were, but Frank Stillwell and Ike Clinton, they were both there. And, uh, well, when they saw Wyatt and the posse, Ike just bolted like, like chicken, like we said earlier. Well, on, on Frank, I think also is Frank Stillwell was running as well. But, uh, and the thing is Wyatt, Earp never didn't admit this until he was like really old. Like I think he he told it in like 1927 or something. It it might I don't know, but he he didn't tell it until way later that he actually killed Frank. It was because so Frank Stillwell was running and he tripped. Well, then he turned around and looked at Wyatt. This is according to Wyatt Earp, and he said uh, he handed he put his gun down or something or threw it on the ground, and Wyatt just pumped both shotgun shells into his stomach, tore him apart. And then they just left him, and people found his body uh, the next day. So the so Virgil and James and the women and Morgan's body got away. I think they were going back to uh, the Earps, Nicholas Earps, and house in California. Because so I'm assuming he was still alive. Um, so, anyways, the posse goes on the hunt. They um, they kill a man named uh, what did I say? Said it before this Indian um, Indian Charlie. So Flor Florinto for Florentino Florentino Indian Charlie Cruz. They found him uh, killed somewhere, and they're assuming that it was White Earp and them. Well, then actually, this is just by chance. Uh, the posse was on the other side of the creek with where Wild Bill, I mean not Wild Bill, uh, Curly Bill Brocious and Pony DeHale DeHale and some other cowboys, they were also camped on the other side of the creek. Well, and that's another thing to, the, in the movie tombstone, when they're fighting on the, in that creek and he run and he's yelling no and shoots them other than him saying no like that. It's actually pretty accurate to what was actually happened. Cause there was actually a cowboy who had got wounded. Don't remember his name, but I watched it. It was, I mean, this was a few years ago and they talked to him before he died because he ended up dying later for some like from a sickness that he got because he was shot and he said that white Earp was walking on water towards uh he was walking on the water towards curly bill and blew him in half because they found because basically they, they met in the water and he pumped both shells into him and almost cut him in half like when they found curly bill he was just hanging on by a thread on the torso and i think uh pony whatever that other guy, he had been, he got killed too. Um, and I think the Earps, uh, Wyatt Earp claims that they killed another man somewhere else. Oh, uh, Texas Jack. They said that he was, that they killed him too. And so that's another thing. They kind of made it, they killed a lot more in the movie. And I think they kind of romanticized it, but I'm honestly, I think, uh, I think four people is kind of enough of a, vendetta i guess and the thing is they don't even know exactly like the herbs don't know exactly if these are the ones that killed them i mean it's probably pretty likely or mm -hmm. if they had something to do with it 
Well, so then while this is happening, Behan is has got all these cowboys hunting them down. Well, they go um, the uh, Doc and Wyatt. I think most of them they go. The posse goes to Colorado territory, like Colorado, so they can escape escape it. Well, the um, Arizona go somebody whoever's in charge of Arizona. They want for some reason they want Doc Holiday. Like they want, they want to get him to arrest him. Well, that's when Bat Masterson, uh, when Wyatt talks to him, Bat um, clears all the charges for Doc Holliday, and I think probably the Earps too. And that's when it kind of all ends. And then also around that time, uh, a little bit after, uh, Ringo is found dead. Um, they uh, originally they said it was a suicide, but he was shot in the forehead. And they don't know why he would have shot himself there. And because in the movie, it's, of course, Doc Holliday in the place of White Earp shooting him. Well, a lot of stuff that happened a few years after, they thought it would, they said that most likely it was White Earp. But they figured out that Wyatt was in Colorado, pretty far north of, like, pretty far away from where uh, Johnny Ringo was found. They don't know where Doc was in that time they can't put a place of where he was at. And then also there was some other guy, I can't think of who his name right now, but they said he was the third suspect in the possible killer of Johnny Ringo. And, but they kind of, they kind of make that a pretty pivotal moment in tombstone when it's not really the case. And it could have been one of them, but maybe not. And I mean, that's basically, that's basically it, and then Wyatt, of course, goes with uh, Josephine. Yeah, they does were... a, does a bunch of stuff with does a bunch of stuff with her. A lot of gambling, a lot of. They, I mean, they were together fifty years uh, before he died, and uh, really after that, he either fell off the face of the earth for a little bit, and then reemerged to go try and find some gold later on and like you said they did a lot of gambling <laughs> and like dave said during the break uh josephine had a pretty bad gambling habit just at, at itself she didn't you say she had some money before but she couldn't hold it yeah dave yeah <coughs> but yeah i mean the next time you hear anything out of him is that that uh, prize fight, Sharky and Fitzsimmons, mm-hmm. and he has pretty much run through the ringer on that. He yeah, because that's that's like a that fight is to determine who's going to. No, that fight was determined who would go, go up against the heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. and basically the the favorite to win. I don't know who it was the favorite, but he was Fitzsimmons. Simmons was beating the snot out of the other guy. Well, then Wyatt apparently saw a foul. <laughs> And apparent, and uh, what I saw, it there was a hundred percent a foul. So they said it wasn't, but he called it. They called a low blow, and that gave the win to the other guy. And so everyone said it was rigged that Wyatt had rigged it, but all the evidence shows that it wasn't. He come in with a pistol in his belt too. Oh yeah, and he got he got in trouble for that too because he wasn't supposed to have one. The newspaper clippings, and they got him. Of course, they illustrate it, and he's a bad guy, and. Mm-hmm. You you can get on YouTube and stuff and look mm-hmm. at and there's some pretty crazy newspaper clippings about it. Well, that's the thing with Wyatt. Like, see, Bat Masterson, he ended up being a sportscaster too. Oh yeah, but was, that's the thing about being a bad guy, like the bad guy. 
basically, um, a lot of the time before his death, like, uh, Wyatt was considered, like, the Earps were considered by a lot of people the bad guys. Like, there was obviously two sides to it, but it wasn't until after he was dead a long time that it was like he kind of switched to this, um, like they more romanticized it. Cause I mean, like the, I mean, in the twenties, the Westerns were really big, but then, it, I mean, they got big, they were big forever, like Western shows, Western movies. And Wyatt Earp was very, uh, romanticized after his death. And I think, and also Wyatt was, uh, after this, he had, he was a consultant on a lot of old Westerns. Never, never really got anything out of it. I think he was trying to tell a story. Basically, he was trying to get his story story told, but unfortunately, he only got to witness his uh, care his likeness or his, uh, in one movie, and it's called Wild Bill Hickok, and it's from 1923, and that's the only movie that Wider could have watched him be in it, like his person be in it, and so the OK Corral was definitely his peak yeah and apparently uh a couple years before he died he said he doesn't regret it mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. like yeah i don't regret well and then another that. time he he also claimed uh he was in an interview i don't know when but apparently he claimed to have killed over a dozen stage robbers murderers and cattle thieves but there's no i mean that's like that's like uh that's like uh wild bill wild bill is only known to have killed like what maybe four people but he claimed he killed like back then he was killed 50, 60, 70 men. So, I mean, a lot of these people lied and was dying all the tears. Yeah. Did a lot for them guys. Mm-hmm. Buffalo bill. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, we could go into a lot more with his later life, but again, um, the shootout is basically what everyone knows him for. And then the vendetta ride, which I mean, and I don't honestly, I don't blame him. His brother got killed. With the circumstances, of OK Corral is kind of up for debate for some people. But at the end of the day, his brother got killed, and whether or not the OK Corral was okay or not. <laughs> uh, oh, got it. Uh, I mean, he was just avenging his brother, and I mean, we well, were there. Let's dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, if you guys got anything, you guys have anything to add? I don't think so. All right. So um, we're just, we're not going to do any plugs or anything, but uh, we're going to have a uh, poll at the bottom. We're probably going to have three names. We're probably going to have, uh, for our next episode of Historical Figures, we're going to have uh, Mad Jack, mm-hmm. the guy that used a freaking bow and arrow and sword in World War II. Scottish um, guy. Scottish guy. So then we're going to have, and then we're going to have Thomas Jefferson and Wild Bill Hickok. So those are going to be three you can choose from. Uh, So, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.